Psalm chapter 89, verse 1 through 18. I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever. With my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I said, steadfast love will be built up forever. In the heavens, you will establish your faithfulness. You have said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I've sworn to David, my servant. I will establish your offspring forever and build your throne for all generations. Let the heavens praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the skies could be compared to the Lord? Who among the heavenly beings is like the Lord? A God greatly to be feared in the council of the holy ones and awesome above all who are around him. O Lord, God of hosts, who is mighty as you are, O Lord, with your faithfulness all around you? You rule the raging sea. When its waves, when its waves rise, you still them. You crushed Rahab like a carcass. You scattered your enemies with your mighty arm. The heavens are yours, the earth also is yours. The world and all that is in it, you have founded them. The north and the south, you've created them. Tabor and Hermon, joyously praise your name. You have a mighty arm, strong is your hand, high your right hand. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. Blessed are the people who know the festal shout, who walk, O Lord, in the light of your face, who exult in your name all the day and in your righteousness are exalted. For you are the glory of their strength. By your favor, our horn is exalted. For our shield belongs to the Lord, our King to the Holy One of Israel. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, this psalm says, blessed are the people who know the festal shout. And I don't know anyone who knows the festal shout any greater <laughs> than Barfish. You know, I was hoping that you would point that out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this guy knows a festal shout when he hears one. Thank you. Yes, so I do. we are starting a three-day uh, excursion through Psalm 89, okay. um, which, you know, it doesn't seem like it today. Mm, right. But just trust me. It, it is a psalm of lament. It's a lament. It's going to get there. It's not yet. But, uh, you know, he. It, it's kind of like one of those moments in a movie where you think something awesome is about to happen and, yeah. like, like the baseball is, like, headed towards the fence <laughs> and, like, there's, like, the epic music and every, you know, like, it's the slow montage and then uh, the outfielder's mitt just, like, snags it out of minute. Snags mid-air. it. So it's, it's sort of going to be one of those moments once we get down to verse 38. Um, but it's not yet. And there's a lot of amazing stuff in, uh, you know, the first 18 verses that we read today. One of the central sort of phrases and ideas is this, um, who is like the Lord sort of concept that, you know, is repeated throughout the Psalms. Um, and so that's a lot of what's going on today is exploring the character of God and then, you know, unpacking it and looking at it and rejoicing in it. Yeah. Um, and that's all leading us towards this plea for mercy that we're going to get to in verse 38. So, Barfish, uh, what are your thoughts on the first 18 verses? You know, one thing that I was thinking 
while we were reading is the psalmist is um, saying very specific things to the Lord and speaking to God in a way that I think we can all learn from. Hmm. Uh, so in in verse six, you know, he says, for who in the skies can be compared to the Lord? Who among the heavenly beings is like the Lord, a God greatly to be feared in the council of the holy ones and awesome above all who are around him. O Lord, God of hosts, who is might, who is mighty as you are, O Lord, hmm. with your faithfulness all around. You know, and he just he just goes on and on. The heavens are yours. The earth also is yours. The world and all that is in it, you have founded them. Yeah, we can learn something from these. You know, I, I appreciate uh, sometimes the the worship team on Sundays. Just will, sometimes. Uh, just sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks, but I mean, yeah. Take take what you can get. You know. Hey, amen. Uh, so no, but I appreciate when sometimes we read a psalm to start out our, our worship time. Yeah. And I feel like for some people, that's like the time that you're getting your coffee and like walking in and not everybody's really paying attention, but we should be paying attention and we should be, we should be speaking these words back to God Mm -hmm. as, as we're reading them. And it's not just a, it's not just a, a recitation of, you know, of scripture or just something that is like good to do on a Sunday morning in a church service uh, or, or good to do any day of the week. Yeah. But we should actually be telling the Lord back to him these things that that he has shown us in his word and, and they're, that he's proven to be true. And so I, it just kind of struck me that like we can say these type things to God. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we should. I think they're just... The psalmist has such a reverence right mm. now as he's talking yeah. to God. And and he obviously is is you know looking at God with such respect, awe, and admiration. And he's saying these things to God, uh, presumably in in full sincerity of uh, of who God is and what God has done. You know, particularly if you look at the first few verses, he's talking about David. David's an you know, a figure that we see all over the Old Testament, but he's uh, the psalmist is referring back to Second Samuel seven and mm-hmm. the the promise that is made with with David. There, uh, God makes a promise with David, and he's in verse four. It says, "I will establish your offspring forever." Or verse three, you have said, "I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to David, my servant. I will establish your offspring forever." And build your throne for all generations. Yeah. And so, you know, the psalmist is looking back to this, uh, to this promise that is given to David, this covenant that is given to David, and he's essentially repeating it back to God that this is what you have said, and I'm yeah. acknowledging that, and I'm I believe that that is still holding true that you will establish the throne of David forever, you know, his offspring forever. And this is a very clear reference. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to know exactly what the psalmist had in mind. I think he was looking back to David and the covenant given to him. But because we live in the 21st century, we 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 have all of Scripture, mm-hmm. and so we know that this uh, covenant that was given to David, the psalm, the psalmist who's looking back on this, mm-hmm. we know that there is one who is to come and and will establish the throne of David forever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. will be that offspring that is established forever, and it's and it's the person of Jesus. And so, ultimately, we see all of 
we see the the steadfast love of God, the the faithfulness of God, the righteousness of God. These themes that are talked about over and over in these Psalms, mm-hmm. we see that lived out perfectly by the man Jesus of Nazareth, who comes and uh, lives lives this perfect life. And not only does he do that, but he ends up, as we all know, giving his life so that we could have life and have life abundantly. Yeah, absolutely. You know. I think two little practical things I'll add to that is there's some good little practical prayer life nuggets that we can take away from this. Um, One, I'm going to work backwards. One is verse 14. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. So, you know, there's two lines. The first kind of focus on uh, God's justice and righteousness, the second on his steadfast love and faithfulness. I think everybody leans um, one way or the other on whether we primarily, you know, think of God and relate to him via his, you know, holiness and glory and mm. splendor or through his like intimacy and kindness and nearness. Mm. And um, I, I would just say like the the full portrait of that the Bible paints of God, like those two sort of aspects of his character, his his glory and holiness and justice and righteousness Mm. and his steadfast love, his faithfulness, his personableness. Yeah. um, Those are inseparable. And, you know, if if you remove one or the other, then you have a God that is just like any of the other gods of a man-made religion. And so it's really important as we pray uh to look equally so i I would say just ask yourself like you know do you neglect the righteousness and you know the the radiance of god's glory um and only really give thanks for uh how he is like a friend to you it's great to give thanks to god to know him as a friend right but you know just to even out our view of god um because that's what we see the psalmist kind of doing like we have these epic views of God's glory, but then his his intense personal relationship with Israel. Yep. And then um, the other word. the other is just from uh, verses six through eight. You know, it says, uh, for who in the skies can be compared to the Lord? Who among the heavenly beings is like the Lord, a God greatly to be feared? Um, down in verse eight, O Lord of God, who is mighty as you are, O Lord. And, uh, you know, I just point that out because for me, some of my most worshipful uh, times of prayer do kind of take this tone of like, mm. Lord, what other love have I found? Like the love that you've shown us mm. on the cross, mm. like what other glory is like yours? Like it, it just, for me is a very yeah. connective worshipful yeah. um, and sweet way of praying mm. and being rooted in God's character. Mm. So just a couple practical notes um, from Psalm 89, but we're going to keep on trucking through it over the next couple of days and uh, see what the rest of the psalmist is going to get to. So, for our man, our myth, and our legend, Barfish, Barfy Fisher, this is Will Carlisle, and we will see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. 
If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.